Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Where Heartbreak Feels Good podcast. I'm your host, Edgar Ortega. We're going to be talking about all the things that we watch on the month of May from TV and film. And to help me talk about everything that we watch is my co-host, Josh D. Woodbury. Hello, everyone. We're back. I'm back. And uh, just to say, that intro is so good. I did a job with that, with that didn't I? Great. <laughs> yes, you did. And joining us again, as always, is our co-host, Evan Harris. Glad to be back. We're back. Uh, May was fun. You know, my birthday happened. I'm one year closer to death. Um, it was good. How old? Was, Tell the audience. Great, great yeah. <laughs> I'm 55 years, no, uh, 27 yeah. years old, 27 years young. Uh, even though a lot of my students Too were like, oh, DiCaprio. <laughs> 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 Yeah, all of my students are like, oh, Mr. Harris, you're so old. How are you not married yet? I'm like, I'm 27, chill. Um, but yeah, fun times, fun times. Uh, yeah, I had a good month. Uh, <clears throat> we were talking about off stream, but like, there's a lot of great TV that was happening this month of May. Um, Star Wars, finales, there was a lot of good stuff happening. But then movies as well. Blockbusters, a lot of them. So, uh, I mean, is it? a couple is it? of them. It's only three. It's only three. <laughs> Little Mermaid. I mean, there's only been four weeks. There's only four weeks in the month. Wait, so, Fast you know. 10, Little Mermaid, what else? We, we technically already talked about Guardians, but that was, that was in May. Oh, yeah. And Boogeyman uh, for me. That's all I watched it on the 31st. Exactly. I mean, yeah. Stephen King. Yeah, Stephen but it's King. like smaller. Smaller scale, mm-hmm. for sure, for sure. Uh, bad release date. Like, come on, guys. Like, pick a better release date. You can scroll. I mean, it is trying to do a program programming with spider-verse eh, and could have been better i feel like it could have done like in the 20s if it was released somewhere else um yeah like august, september or something like that yeah august september august is like blank unless you want to go see meg too um yeah they didn't like we were talking like shit about the meg during our uh blockbuster box office draft but like didn't that movie make like a lot of money overseas like it did it did i mean that's why i didn't bring it up for you know the hail mary or not the hail mary the uh like the negative whatever factor we beat shows whatever because the meg made a lot of money it's going to make a lot of money again uh, especially with that chinese box office it's going to be huge um i'm still thinking honda mansion's gonna yeah swap. that's true nathan evil dead was kind of like very good counter to mario. evil dead was really good that was a good release date evil dead had did good next to mario very good point very good point um Evil Dead also an established franchise, unlike unlike Boogeyman. Yeah. Um, yeah. But well, since we already brought up Evil Dead, I don't know if you want to talk about it, Josh, since you finally watched yeah, it. Yeah, so I watched the first Evil Dead last month, talked about it then. Then I watched, because I knew I wanted to see Rise before it left theaters. I watched Evil Dead 2. And oh my. <laughs> <laughs> that is one of the most bad shit movies I've seen. I loved it. Mm-hmm. The physical comedy in that movie is incredible. It's so good. Like that whole middle uh middle act, this, this like him within the house starting to figure shit out. Like the this the, with the laughing scene is insane. 
Yeah. But yeah, that whole so like good. 10 minute sequence and him just battling the hand, his own hand, uh, was incredible. Yeah, I loved it. Raimi cooked there. Uh, that's all. That's what I'll say. A lot oh, of cooking sure. going on. Um, Did you watch then, Army? I haven't watched Army yet because I knew oh, like wow. I wanted to watch 2013 before Rise, mm-hmm. and I didn't have much time. Okay. So yeah, I watched 2013. Now that is a film a masterpiece. Peak. Peak. Best Best Evil Dead movie. Some might say. I agree. I concur. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's weird. Because Evil Dead Two, I really respect like the practicality of it and what it goes for. But I think Evil like Twenty Thirteen is just a better movie all around. That third act in Evil Dead Twenty Thirteen is just oh, everything incredible. we love about horror, right? Like, um, it's like a longer version of the Nope sequence, where Nope, like the blood running down to the house. Um, in Evil Dead Twenty Thirteen, you have blood covering the entire set, where it's just like blanketing the entire like front yard of the house with blood and it's crazy then jane levy's performance is masterful i think she's fantastic so good yeah uh, even at 2013 um and the character work in that movie and then it's great it's really good yeah the dynamic with all the friends and uh it's just good shit um but then we did rise and like rise is really good but they Absolutely. very much tried to copy that third act, <laughs> especially with the blood yeah. rain. Yeah, in a sense. Um, hey, you said rise. I I really liked it. Um, I really loved this new. It, was, it felt really fresh because of the perspective of like the mother and her family, mm-hmm. and the yeah. they went way darker than I thought they would. Um, should we do spoilers? Sure, let's do spoilers. Yeah. Spoil. Yeah. Um, I did not think they would turn uh, to the kids at all. <laughs> really? <laughs> it's, it shocked me. I uh, mean, I don't know. It's. I mean, I just say it's Raimi, and like it's kind of fucked up. But like, uh, I don't really see you, that dude. much in modern horror, like kids being turned into like zombies or whatever. For sure, I'm with you there. I think like what made rise so special was because it had that family dynamic. All the other ones, just like, oh, these are college friends. Who gives a fuck about them? But like yeah. this is a family and you're instantly gravitated towards them. You're like, okay, like I don't want this little girl to die. I don't want the sister to die. Like when I first walked in, I thought the middle sister was gonna be like, the main character. But then she gets turned early on. I'm like, oh shit, yeah. she's a goner. Um I, the brother it's just, I, I won't say kids don't turn zombies, but like ones that are the main characters are following usually don't end up on that side, you know? Exactly. And the way that yeah. they like half of the family just dies and becomes deadites is really cool it was gnarly yeah and uh yeah. i loved everybody's performance there i think the main heroine i keep forgetting her name it's like live something i don't know um beth beth, beth yeah. sure that works um she was great loved her and um, Alyssa sutherland as like the mother was insane she oh was man so good like the stuff awesome. she was doing and the this the the shots of um when it's like in the perspective of the door with the the eye and the, the door people. the people that's the like people the best sequence in the so movie yeah, yeah that's the best that's yeah. that was fantastic they, everybody overhyped the cheese grater but that's the highlight of the movie in terms of like set pieces for me mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. there's some good set pieces though like all throughout like and really good stairs and like who's the director for this one um Ooh, his name we thrown in we thrown in yeah, great direction. Great, job. great direction. Yeah, yeah. Um, I felt like all these Evil Dead movies have all had 
three different directors, but like great direction across the board. That's like the best thing mm-hmm. about the Evil Dead franchise. Like the direction is so precise, so cool. Um, but yeah, I loved everything. The whole elevator sequence was great. The whole parking garage thing was insane. Um, the keyhole sequence was awesome. Um, yeah, it was wild. Wild, wild, wild. I loved it. All right. Now what else do we want to talk about? Kevin, um, last time you and I wanted to talk about something, but we saved it for this month. You want to talk about a polite society? Oh, yeah. Did we save it? Okay, oh. sure. Yeah, so polite society. That's This is one of my favorite movies of the year. Fantastic. Um, you know, girl in, in Britain wants to be like a stunt, what, a stunt performer, right? Like a stunt, stunt, uh, woman. stunt actor, stunt woman. Um, and, you know, her connection with her sister is like kind of the heart of the movie. And the sister gets into this whole marriage thing and chaos ensues. I loved the hell out of this one where the relationship between her sister is so complex and so heartwarming. It's a great coming of age film filled with all this great comedy, great stunts, the actions over the top in the best way possible. Like it's so imaginative, so creative just from the beginning too. It's just instantly likable. And the, and the main actress was really, really, really good. I really want to see what She's she does really next. Right. Because uh, I really bought into like her whole plight and her whole, you know, adolescent issues growing up, like with her whole parents. Yeah. You got to be this, but then she wants to be something else. Um, they really played into that trope really well here. It was it was a blast. Definitely this was a Sundance more... movie, right? Uh, I believe so. Maybe yeah. it was from a festival. I don't, but yeah, I don't remember. Sundance sounds exactly. about right. Um, but yeah, this is definitely one of the most creative movies I've seen in a long while. Like, it was just very creative. I liked it. Yeah, I think um, like watching the movie, seeing it play out, like, you think it's going to be very predictable. And in a sense, it is pretty predictable. But there's something that happens like in the half point mm, of the movie that just yeah. goes insane bananas. And it's so much fun. It's it's a blast. Like, yeah, you're right. Like you think this is your typical like coming of age action comedy kind of movie, but then the plot kicks in and you're like, oh, <laughs> oh, oh, wow, we're going there. It's so goofy, but it's not goofy that it takes me out of it. Like I completely bought it. Um, and yeah, it, it just it perfectly nails that comedic, out there, not almost nonsensical plot point. But it works, completely works. Um, yeah. Because you buy into like this overzealous, like over um, overly comedic universe that they're living in here with the action and stuff like that and stunts. Um, all anchored by, again, that really great relationship between the sisters. I really loved it. Um, you don't yeah. get a lot of like these deep sisterly bonds in movies these days. Yeah. A lot of people compare it to like Edgar Wright movies. And even though I kind of see it, like that same mm. kind of tone and kind of like similar humor like i don't yes. know this movie is just like so unique and like in its own style like what one probably one of my my favorite scene of the entire movie is that like bollywood dance number that happens in the middle of the third act that's just so like Loved colorful it. and and beautiful and it's just like again like this movie is just a, a ton of fun like if you have the chance yeah. to like watch it i don't know if it's streaming anywhere or if it's gonna be on B- i think B- it's but like, i oh this word up it's under focus so it should be on peacock soon which i, I think like, for that. i think it would blow up on peacock i think it's one yeah. of those movies that's just so much fun a lot of people can just like have a blast watching it so yeah yeah i've been wanting to check this one out but i just didn't have time because uh, there's been so many movies <laughs> lately the attraction theaters so many um, movies 
But yeah, it, it was Sand Sundance, which is interesting for this type of movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Out eventually. Yeah. Nice, nice, nice. Yeah, that was May 6th for me. Um, May 4th What else is there? Oh, my birthday. What's, what do we have here? Should we do Divisions right now? Let's go on Divisions. Speaking of May do 4th. We, were doing a, we didn't do it last month because we were going to save it for a standalone thing, but that ended up not working out. So let's just talk about it now. Talk about it now. Star Wars All right, Vision. let's start with what is everyone's favorite short? season two Ooh, great question josh uh i think as a whole i think season two had a lot more consistently great um yeah i think you know, overall shorts. it's the strongest i do think there's like a couple from season one that prefer to most of these but overall it's the better bunch for sure yeah i think they're all thematically connected more so than the first one as well but anyways um screechers reach episode two Ooh. It is fantastic. So good. The vibes are insane. The vibes. The ending is quite. That is like shocking and like. Like it's a so dark. It's a dark heroine's journey that I absolutely love. And again, it keeps. And I say this after every episode, but it keeps the core tenets of why I love Star Wars. It's a very Star Warsy telling. That's like. That's prevalent throughout like most of these. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. no matter if it ends dark or ends light, it's still very much a Star Wars tale, and it it brings home a core theme of Star Wars, regardless if it's a horror comedy, you know, musical kind of episode. Um, and I love that about Vision season two. But yeah, Screechers Reach was just perfect for me. I love yeah. It. Ending, I was just, went off with this one because uh, they previously did um, Wolf Walkers and a few other movies. But I, I loved Wolf Walkers, so I was really excited to see what they would do here. Yeah, I gotta watch um, the other cartoon saloon movies because I have yeah. not. This is my first uh, little but experience. Animation's gorgeous, and the vibes are insane. The music's incredible, and this the twist the story goes in, and I had such a little amount of screen time, like for runtime, very good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's definitely the one I watched the most. What do you? What about you guys? What, what's your favorite? I'd probably say Spy Dancer is mine. Ooh, that's my top three. Let's go. Yeah. That's, that's just like three. such a fresh take on Star Wars, but also like fundamentally Star Wars. Yes, 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 yes. And it's uh, just so cool. The designs are really cool, and the oh, twist, man. the twist. You know what I'm talking about? The twist. Oh, it's so really good. Really caught me off guard. It made a, a great story into a perfect story, in my opinion. Um, and, and again, I like how Creatures Reach very much an Irish folktale mixed in with Star Wars in terms of, like, you know, the old lady in the cave kind of thing and Irish folktales. And um, what's it called? In Spider Answer, I think it's La Carset, um, is the studio. Um, and it's very much about, like, the British occupation the Nazi occupation of France um, and told through that kind of lens and that kind of culture, that kind of background uh, mixed in with Star Wars. It was just so fascinating to get that kind of perspective. I just, I love the whole uh, avenue that he went there. It's the thing that's made Vision so special is like adding so many different perspectives into this universe and seeing what 
different cultures and countries their take on what this franchise means to them and that's what makes it so interesting and so exciting as an, an initiative okay, and the yeah. spy dancer really captured everything like about why visions is like special and what its purpose is and i loved it yeah real, real yeah. quick again uh with spy dancer like there's a certain acting sequence towards the like towards the latter half of the sequence or the episode and it's just stunning like the way she's falling down the pole and then attacking the stormtroopers and then just the way it's just so fluid but still it's very much so comprehensible cool. <laughs> yeah it's so cool and then the, the work the, the way the shadows work in spy dancer as well like when she's looking mm -hmm. at the man with the eye i'm just like holy shit like man it's so good and then the ending is yeah. just peak 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 mm -hmm. you i think uh yeah, well, before I move on to my favorite, I just wanted to say about the Spy Dancer that even though it doesn't need it, like, it kind of reminded me of the, like, the Ninth Jedi in the sense that I would love to see, like, a some sort of a continuation because the story yeah. is just so gripping. Yeah. Um, yes. but, uh, but, yeah, moving on to my favorite. I think my favorite, just because, it's, like, it just made me feel happy. It was uh, Owl's song. That's yeah, my number like, two. That it, Great. Yeah, the, first of all, I'm a sucker for, like, kind of like stop motion animation that's why mm -hmm. this one um in the stars and um i am your mother is like some of my favorites of season two um but yeah our song is just like just so beautiful and like the fact that our main character doesn't really have much dialogue it's just mostly just like us following her and her journey of like self-discovery and what this having the force means for her is just like Again, it's just very special and magical. And again, it just made me feel happy. And that's probably what's my favorite out of the bunch. Yeah, that one's stunning and like absolutely gorgeous visually and like thematically. And I agree. the yeah. the designs, the design of the Jedi especially is like one of the yeah. best in Star Wars. It's so it's good. Probably my favorite, the best shot of that is when she's like healing the Kyver and it's the, you see the mountains around oh. her and her like levitating in the air. Gorgeous. Oh, it's just great. Yeah, yeah. Our, song, our song. Yeah, I, was, I was just about to say the music in our song is so yeah. impeccable. I loved it. Another great, like, that's why I love Creatures Read, Spy Dancer, our song. These heroine journeys in these episodes are just fantastic. Where, you know, it's like the cliche you have like the father really wanting what's best for her. And it's not like your like, evil father, like, you must stay here. Like, no, he really cares for her and cares for her well being, even though she knows she has like this special ability that she's trying to control but then through that like she meets the jedi she meets uh, or she saves the day as well um and just her connection to the kyber to the force around her the way the force is interpreted through music very much um <clears throat> high republic uh connection yeah yeah avar chris um avar chris like she sees the force through music exactly so you yeah. know i like that kind of vibe as well really cool but yeah, our song really connected with me as well. I just ending Vision season two on our song. It's just, a great note to end on. It's a great note to end. Especially on. compared to season one where they ended on Atikiri, which is depressing. Yeah. As people well. are like, oh, <laughs> yeah, You're like oh, my heart. yeah. Um, but um, yeah, those three we talked about are my top three of this season. Oh, that's which cool. Is like our minds. <laughs> yeah, I am. Um, yeah, Edgar, um, you can go real quick. Oh, I was just gonna say that, like, shout out, like, I, I don't think this is like in a lot of people's favor, but like, it's something that kind of really did like stuck with me, like, the pit episode, like, it's very like grim and just like super bleak, but it fits. Again, we've been talking about how 
and whether it goes dark or light like it still feels like star wars and that ending of the pit is just like yeah it's just so emotional i i will argue the pit is probably even outside of visions one of the most real star wars stories i've ever witnessed it felt so real with the you know the Very unjust grounded. the unjust prison system in america um and just vibing with like the whole the plight of uh, african americans black people in society like all the people down there were black and they were struggling and forced to work in unjust labor and it was just it really hit home and it's very hard to watch like that episode is just really hard hitting when that when that happened when that first when that death yeah. happened i'm just my breath left me i was just like that's we're like, really doing this like wow yeah that's what's so special about the season like that's the the core theme of what these dispatches episodes is like the injustices of the empire and uh, yes. um uh what i'm trying to say fascism um throughout like different cultures and they're uh what, what's happens to like what is happening to them uh because of it and what they're doing because of it like it's it's really cool that they had that core like that line that went weave throughout all of these yeah and then other stories i also loved special shout out to uh my favorite studio amongst the bunch studio mirror who um who did my favorite one of my favorite shows of all time legend of Korra. um they did journey to the dark head this season and i fell head over heels with journey to the dark head um, that was actually my least favorite of this bunch. It's still oh, good, wow. but yeah. um, it just I felt like Journey. not as unique compared to like the other ones. Maybe because it's stuff. very much like Vision season one. Like, yeah, anime. which is why I, yeah, which I'm on the opposite end. Which is why I appreciated it because it felt so anime. Like I'm a huge anime fan. It felt very much probably the most anime connected of the bunch. You know, Studio Mirror does a lot of anime uh, on Netflix and outside of that as well. But um, I love the story between the, both the Jedi and the mechanic who comes from like a force related past. Um, and then the issue with the Jedi facing his fears, then she has to face her own fears and that connection that they had, the banter that they had. It felt so like awesome just to witness. Like I would have 5,000 stories with these two going off, you know, during this whole Jedi Sith conflict, doing their whole thing, connecting with each other. There's a sequence at the end where there's like falling um outside of the whole uh both those two temples things whatever they're falling there's beautiful sunset in the background it reminded me of the um great escape sequence in weathering with you if you guys have seen that uh but it's very much a weathering with you mikato shinkai like reference there they're both falling hands connected it's just so warm heartwarming i just loved the hell out of during to the dark head and then the action was spectacular um in the way that she has to find balance. Balance was also a very big core theme. Um, during the Dark had really connected with episode one, Sith, where the um, main uh, ex-Sith uh, was attempting to find balance of her own as well. Um, and like, I loved how like, simple and meditative Sith was. Oh, yeah. Sith reminded me a lot of, you know, non-spoilers for Across the Spider-Verse, but just like, there's a certain character's background that changes with emotion, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah. that really. And the, I think it's the most visually stunning of this batch. I would agree. Yeah, like yeah, it's this. It's so cool. It's legit, like like a water painting in a way, like uh, like the painting, the emotions, the walls, like they change. They literally change as she's walking. Like the setting changes 
from frame to frame. It was so cool. And if you do the aspect ratio shift, I'm in. <laughs> this had a good one. It was really good. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Visions overall, Vision Season Two, spectacular on every level. Um, they you want to shout out in oh, yeah, sure. the stars was like really poignant and beautiful, and beautiful. probably the best music of this batch. So I did. I still listen to it. It's so good. That main theme. That main gorgeous. climactic score. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah, yeah I got to listen to that more. Then I am your mother uh, from Ardman. I just really love the humor and the yeah. narr- core narrative and the just the style of it. it was so cool. Yes, uh, big win for Wedge fans out there. <laughs> yeah, that was good. And the the kid with the weird bangs, love it. <laughs> Hilarious. <laughs> um, yeah, I love the lot of these. Wow. I also, special shout out, I dived deep into Vision Season 2 with Nathan. So if you want to check that out at Nathan Rojas' channel, mm-hmm. we did like two plus hours of Vision Season 2. Um, yeah, what's next? I think we talked about Josh. some of these in May um, in the last episode, right? Like Peter Pan and Wendy and Margaret. Yeah. And, oh, wait, and I saw Peter, Peter Pan and Wendy. I mean, oh, about Peter oh. Pan and Wendy. What do you think? Um, I liked it. it um, I gave it uh, three and a half stars. What was interesting? <laughs> I'm vibing with it. The pacing was a little bit all over the place for me. I was like getting a little bit bored in the middle of the movie. That's but, fair. That's fair. Um, what was so interesting was that I love Peter Pan, the 2003 version. I'm one of those kids that grew up watching that 2003 live action. That was my like Peter Pan movie. Um, but also even incorporating like the uh, animated classic. Those movies have a strong connection between Peter and Wendy. And I just felt like that connection between Peter and Wendy wasn't as strong as I wanted it to be in this movie. I felt like Peter had a much closer and more interesting relationship with Hook, which isn't bad. Like, most movies don't have Peter and Hook having that deep of a relationship. I think that's what Um, makes this kind of a bit more interesting i agree i agree like that was the best part of the movie just peter and hook's relationship i was like oh wow we're going there um so i kind of vibed like uh dude lost performances hook was really good i liked peter as well but yeah that past that they had that connection really like made this movie unique and different along with you know david lowry's incredible direction yeah, and um, I just keep going. I, I'm surprised how much I love this movie. I keep going back to that first entrance to Neverland sequence and like the first flight. It's just breathtaking with the Daniel Hart store, which is something else. It's it's so good. It's really good. That, that, that whole first sequence is they're going in between the realms and then they're in the skies. So they're feeling the reflective water. It was it was really stunning. I, I really liked it. <laughs> now what's um, Sedway from a great Disney live action remake to... Wow! We're going there! Oh, we're going wow. there. Let's go. To... Let's go there. Let's go there. <laughs> to another to great live action A little mid, mid-maid, if you will. Oh, God. Aquafina, your queen. <laughs> oh, let me just get on board. I did not like Aquafina that much. We'll but, let you go first. <laughs> okay, sure, sure, sure. But let me get on my soapbox real quick. People are dishing out on Aquafina. I think she's doing. She's not doing great work in this movie. It's not. It's not my favorite. <laughs> but overall, in her career, I think she's doing solid stuff across the board. I think oh, I nice agree, person. but, like, I'm not an Aquafina hater, like, some people are, but 
in this movie. I'm just saying people are hating on her. I'm just saying people should stop hating on her. Anyways, um, uh, yeah, she's not great in this movie. Um, I don't like Scuttlebutt that much, but it's like two minutes long. It's not that annoying for me. Overall, though, (laughs) I liked this movie a lot. Like, uh, I I think this is... um, like, I'm also in the minority where I really, really, really liked Aladdin as well, the 2019's Aladdin movie. Um, I thought that was a blast as well. But this movie, I think it had a lot of, a strong sense of magic. Um, the connection between uh, Ariel and Eric is fantastic. Probably the strongest, the most emotional connection. Movie. Oh, definitely. This is the best thing in the movie, I will say that. It's definitely the most emotional connection I've had in these Disney live-action remakes outside of, you know, Cruella and Cinderella and uh, the the prince, I forget his name, the prince in 2015 Cinderella. Um, they had a really good connection as well. But I love all the new additions that they made with Ariel. You didn't like and, Dan Stevens uh, and Emma Watson? Not really. And I liked Emma Watson <laughs> a lot. I didn't love Dan Stevens um, that much. I don't know if that's yeah, a He wasn't thing. great. Um, I don't know. I, I wasn't there with the You didn't like Don Glover and Beyonce? Where were they? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what, movie? what the fuck is Donald Glover and Beyonce? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Which is that wild. Donald Glover, huh? Yeah. And Beyonce is Nala, surprisingly. That was yeah. crazy. Wait, Donald Glover was Simba? That was him? Yeah. yeah. Huh. What a uh, waste. What a waste. Holy shit. Um, yeah. <laughs> but overall, yeah, like, I think um, I'm going to borrow what Edgar said uh, in his review as well. I love the second act of this movie. Uh, I, I like the a lot of the uh, above you know, above water sequences with Eric and Ariel. Um, I think the relationship, what I always liked about Little Mermaid was that, you know, Ariel has a fantastic arc. It's very classic, very good heroine's arc. But I also liked through her um, coming of age arc, she also has a very good dynamic with her father. And I think the father stuff is also very good in this movie. Uh, I thought Javier Bardem was very I think it is. I think Harvey Bardem is solid. He didn't blow me away. It just isn't his best work. But I liked his connection with Ariel. I think it really worked. There was a lot of parallels to the animated movie in terms of uh, what he's going through. There are also some additional lines that, they, that he gets to say to Ariel towards the end of the movie that wasn't in the animated movie that I think really worked. Um, I'm sorry. I'm, ju- I'm, just, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm just laughing at, at the reminding myself of that shot of Happy about them just floating in the water. <laughs> Which so one? Bad. At the end. At the end happy about them like in the oh, water, yeah. like when he comes to the surface. Yeah. It's not great, but I, I like what he had to say to her in terms of like because it. No, it's, they it's added good. More, it's good. But... They added more context to his like decision making um, in this movie, and I haven't just rewatched The Little Mermaid uh, again like two weeks ago before we saw the movie. Um, I liked his relationship with Ariel in that movie and I like how he talks to like you know he talks to uh, the crab saying like am I doing a good thing as a father here what should I really be doing but I, th- I think he gets I think the filmmakers Rob Marshall and other writers um, added a lot more context to him there were some more individual shots with uh, the king that I liked around here um, what else do I like about this oh uh, slight negative I didn't love the uh, kiss the girl sequence um, I think they went too really. Super I think boring. they went. I, I think, think that was my favorite musical sequence in this movie. Oh, interesting. Uh, I think I think they went too comedic instead of romantic. Um, I think the classic one is way more on the romantic end of things. 
Uh, yeah, Aquafina, I mean, besides Aquafina, I yeah, I, I liked it. And David Diggs, I think they were trying to be more like comedic with the whole sequence, more so than just yeah. like let these two kiss. Um, but also, I really like the uh, <clears throat> Under the Sea rendition this time. Around. No, I, I love the Under the Sea. <laughs> I'll let you finish, but no, <laughs> I loved it. I, I think what David Diggs with Under the Sea was fantastic. I like that Ariel got to put her own, you know, her own version into it. At the it makes no sense. How does it not make any sense? Why would... Okay, do you want to finish before I start my rant? No, you go. <laughs> okay, why would... So this is like if Belle started seeing during Be Our Guest. It makes no sense. Why would Sebastian's informing her of everything about the sea, why would she start singing like she's in agreeance when she wasn't before? <laughs> No, the song's all about, like, him saying all the great things that are under the sea. Yeah, but, like... She agreed that there's some great things under the sea. Under the sea, under the sea, like, there's... there's you have the weird these... about the hot crustacean band, and there was no hot crustacean band. Oh, I didn't notice that. There was no fish band. No chef? No chef? No, no... I'm not worried about a fish band. Cool. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's the whole point of the fucking original one. <laughs> it was Is fish it? playing music. Yeah, it's <laughs> <was> pretty cool. <laughs> the, the the crab, what's his name? Uh, Sebastian's the main point of Under the Sea, not the fish band. No, but uh, yeah, but it's just another uh, instance of a Disney live action remake having a song say something and not even showing it. <laughs> That's fair. Like, can you feel the love tonight during the day? That that was more of a travesty than this one. That that was sick. it's the same thing. That was sick thing. This one actually had a good song. I think the song overall is very was very fun. I think the best song I, is the part of your world, and I think one of the reasons why I liked it is because it's because it didn't really rely. I mean, I'm pretty sure they relied on CGI, but like that whole sequence looks like. Almost like they were in the stage, like in the theater, and they were playing with lights. And I think that's mm. one of the reasons why yeah, I like it. Besides Haley just having a fantastic voice yeah. in of itself. So, so yeah. the thing about this movie for me is that, like, I don't think it has the magic of the original. And I think it's just—I don't want to say this word, but it's a bit soulless <laughs> for me personally. And it's just—I think almost everyone was miscast. Um, wow. The added stuff didn't work for me. I do, I do like Jonah Howardina's Eric. I thought he was great, and what they added with him, his little bits of, with him was good. Um, oh, real quick, he gets an original song in here, and I loved it. I loved, loved it. I loved the song. I loved the song. It was such a bad song. See, I disagree. I loved it, and people hated the the Beast original song and Beating the Beast. I loved that it one. It was also well. bad. I loved that one as well. I thought they need to stop. Stop these songwriters. They, they have to add an original song. Like, they have to add something. Though, like, well, like, what was it? Fucking Uncharted Waters? Who did the shit? <laughs> wow. I mean, I, I thought it added more to his art because in the, in, the, in the animated one, it's all about him getting married. Okay, him it does married. add to it, but yeah, this this, the actual song, I did not like. It doesn't work for me. Okay. You're wrong. Can we all agree that we needed like a prequel like how uh, of like Tridents and like uh, 
were sold as parents. How the fuck did one <laughs> like the mermaid and the other? I was thinking Twitter. the same thing. I'm like, okay, first of all, wait, you're related to Ursula now, and then well, second, she wasn't like, original, right? I don't think so. Right. I, mean, I don't think so. I don't know. I haven't seen it in a I just but... watched it, and I'm like, I'm pretty sure she was just like mm. a random witch that you shouldn't talk to. Um, but in this one also, like, he has all these different daughters. I'm like, hey, yo, like, like again, he had different daughters in the OG one, but they were Part all like... King. They were all like white. They are all white mermaids. And, and then in, in this one, they're all like Asian, black, white. I'm like, whoa. Hey, hello. H <laughs> well. Important. <laughs> Hello, what's up? Um, but yeah, and this one is so many different daughters. I'm like, what's going on? Here? Yeah, I'm that like... that Triton's a fucking man whore. <laughs> <laughs> He's getting around. I mean, it is Javier Bardem. I get it. Is he like yeah, Al Pacino over here cracking out kids all the time? <laughs> <laughs> De Niro. Uh, yeah. De Niro. I don't know. I just this movie did not work for me. I, it didn't make me feel anything, which is sad because. I think the original has such a distinct magic to it and just the True. vibrancy of it and just the overall themes of like Ariel and the re- relatability comes through more so in that original one. And I'm sure for other people, like I don't discredit that this one is probably more so than that one for sure. That's fair. Yeah. yeah. This for me so personally, can... it didn't work as well. Edgar. We can move on. We can oh. move on to something highly important in um, in Josh's life, which is the Fast and Furious franchise. Let's go! <laughs> we can't talk about this movie. What Are you a, watched F9? What an experience. It's all right. I don't like F9. I, I'm not a huge fan of 9 or 8. I think 8 or 9 are just messes. It was bad eight grew watch, on me. But... Yes! How did 8 so grow on you? It's so bad! <laughs> Eight, so I love eight the same way I love ten. It's just bonkers, Here's, insane. Yeah, it's shit. just like so. It's so fucking dumb, but also like it, <laughs> it actually has some like it has some pretty oh, fun sequences. Exactly. Like that, yeah, like that sequence there, in Edgar, New York, on. and there's like, actually some heart into it too. Yeah, what, and like the, the whole sequence? drama about the baby that Vin Diesel didn't know about is just it's melodrama to the fullest degree. Okay. But it's so it takes me out. It takes me out. Like. Why is it movie? Because like the reason I don't like eight and nine is they're forcing me to care more so than the other movies. Like like eight and nine, you want me to care when he's had his his hand against the glass. Like I will but kill you. Do you. Care. Like, I <laughs> don't dumb give a shit. Child. No, I, I don't care about the fucking child. I don't care about the wife. It's like I don't care about her. That's the true, random yeah. cop lady. A child that was white time. in that movie, by the way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh god. This child is like so mixed. <laughs> so many different cultures in him. So many people still think that's Letty's kid. I'm like, that's not Letty's kid. If you nah, forget, yeah. like some random Brazilian cop lady that like, he got with. That's <laughs> weird. Weird, because um, like the sister was white, then or the wife is white, or the mother, and then we see in this movie that her sister was like Brazilian. <laughs> I mean I I think they're both Brazilian. Um, she, yeah, she introduces herself as like a Brazilian cop in F5. Yeah. Um, oh, that's true. Okay. Was it F5 or 6? Five. It has to be 5. Yeah. 5. Because um, she's like, I, got, I know the lay of the land. Oh, the- they remind you that this is a Fast 5 connection immediately. Immediately, yeah. <laughs> With a goofy ass. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Spoilers, 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 of course. But um, 
in this movie, it's like they reference so many goofy callbacks to that one police room. Sequence. I loved it so the, much. The big guy uh, who turned out to be evil at the end, he was like, I was in the room all along. And they zoom <laughs> into him. It's like the goofy. Cut back to the ending. Cut back. I'm like, what so are you good. doing? Stop it. It was hilarious. It was, it was so bad. This movie is like. It's not good by any means, but I still adore it so much because. It but you gave it five stars. So happy, five exactly. stars. Exactly. It's probably the most fun I've had in a theater, right? And so on. Wow. I was just cracking up with every sequence, and just smile. Had the biggest smile throughout. That's this true. is the like. It's Fast and Furious, like quintessential Fast and Furious to me. Yeah, like That's dumb great. shit, melodrama, completely. Can, and can we talk about? Can we talk about? Makes the no ending? sense in the best ways. <laughs> Should we what? do spoilers? Yeah. No, no, no. They nobody... tried to go full Infinity War. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That that cliffhanger so is so. It's so goofy. Like they shove so much stuff in the last five minutes of the movie. It's like, oh, the plane's crashing down. Oh, the damn. Oh, I'm like, slow down. Like, what is happening? It's like, it you, so this ends shit. abruptly. How do you do it a movie? Doesn't say, like, movie? Should we continue to reason? No. You know it's what like makes so the really... plane the plane plot so like hilarious to me is the fact that. Everybody around uh, Tyrese's character, they're all like hyping him up that his plan is gonna work. That was my main negative for this movie. Like, Tyrese's group did absolutely nothing the entire movie. I mean, nothing. They got high. Tyrese had his special dust that meant nothing and didn't. It meant nothing. Wasn't even explained at all. He had money in his pocket, and then he he punched Pete Davidson. I was like, this is this is crazy. Like they had nothing. Like usually in the other movies, they're ridiculous, but at least they have they contribute to the plot in some sense. Um, in, in this one, they contributed absolutely nothing to the whole plot. It was all about Dom in this one. Dom and. Uh, you know <clears throat> John Cena's relationship with the son. Um, but yeah, I think I was just so shocked by the end of this. I was like, wait a second, did they do anything in this movie? Tyrese, like they had the opening sequence in Rome, but outside of that, it was just them traveling the entire movie. I mean, it, it well, they don't Jason Statham. Jason Statham, but then who he was in one sequence, then he's like, Oh, they're going for my mom, I gotta leave. And then he just leaves oh, the movie. We gotta be in Fast Ten Part Two. Fast Ten Part Two for sure. Everybody's gonna be in this. It'll be Secret Wars. Um, Hell yeah! <laughs> it's it's crazy. Bring um, back um, what's a random character? I don't know. Bring back uh, the gang from Too Fast. I'm about to say it. Yeah, the Too Fast gang with uh, what's it called? Uh, Ludacris is the tower coordinated cars. Exactly. Yeah. Um. But yeah, overall, I did enjoy this more than nine for so sure. Because um, I think it's so stupid. Jason Momoa is so villain. stupid. Jason Momoa, even though like the plot is bad, Jason Momoa as the villain works way better than Cipher does. Charlie's their own Cipher. Oh, he's like horrible. The first villain to actually have character, not just be the most generic thing ever. I agree. I I think I liked previously. Uh, Luke Evans in Fast Six was really good. Coming huge Luke Evans. Yeah, but he was kind of generic. He was generic. You're right, but I think he bought he. Uh, Reyes was stereotypical. Was, like Reyes is bad. Reyes is very. Like, yeah. I didn't even know his name before this movie came out. Um, but like Luke Evans and uh, 
Statham, six and seven, I think, are my favorite villains before this one. But now Momoa is like the king because I liked his He's charisma. His villainous ways were very goofy and oddball, but it really worked. Um, Everything he real does quick, is real like, quick, real quick. Can, can I make can I make a point real quick? Sure, sure. I sure. think it's I think it's hilarious that they're probably gonna try to make a uh, Charlie Theron's character like one of the good guys after he murdered, executed uh, the mom of Vin Diesel's child. Yeah, like, uh, she yeah. is bad. Like, she I mean, they did the same thing with Statham in eight, and it worked. Yeah. I think Statham was much more. Yeah, Statham. Probably explain, find a way to explain that wasn't her to actually doing it. It was somehow exactly. in the costume, in the disguise. Like instantly, they tried to make. Instantly, trying to make Charlize Theron's character like the good person. Oh, she's an underdog now. But like, it just didn't work. That part didn't really work for me, even though I think that she's worked, much man. more interesting. She was way more her, interesting. This, in this is movie. definitely. Her best look in these movies. Oh god, yeah, her hairstyle. Great, been, yeah. I don't know how because her not... hair has been awful in these awful. movies. <laughs> like eight was bad with that buzz, with that yeah. coconut head looking shit. Um, and the dreads, and, and the then the dreads, not great, Bob. Um, and then uh, yeah, this one definitely her best hairstyle. And I did, even though it's cliche, I did dig the uh, underdog aspect. I liked her. I think seems with Letty a lot. Yeah, her dynamic with Letty was very interesting. Even though they got into a random fight, which was really more random than I was expecting. It added nothing, but it was a fun fight. Um, very, very well shot and fun fight. Uh, so yeah, again, I think Charlize is better in this movie than the previous ones. Jason Momoa is a fantastic villain. Brie Larson um, doesn't get much to do, but she, she, much to she do. major girl boss vibes. Which Loved I'm it. I'm a huge Brie Larson fan. I think she was great in this one as well. Daniela Melchior, I think is how we pronounce her name, right? She she was really good. She brought a lot of emotion. To a this. lot of the heart came from her. I was surprised by that. Yes. Um, I mean, I, I guess we shouldn't good. be surprised because like she was so good in Suicide Squad. But I'm saying like for this movie, yeah, for a movie that doesn't have usually... a character with this much emotion. Yeah, I don't really come out of here being like so emotional about a yeah. Fast and Furious movie, but, you know, for her... Unless it's Vin Diesel movie. saying, I remember everything about my father. <laughs> my father. <laughs> and Paul's just like, uh-huh, sure. Uh, <laughs> should we do another take about... Nope, okay, cool. Um, yeah. But, um, yeah, that was really odd, but I, I dug it. Uh, overall, very fun time. Um, a fun time with the movies. Um, so I still have, you know, movies like F5, 6, and 7 above this, but this is definitely one of the better recent ones. Better than eight and better than nine for me. Um, and yeah. Also, you know, they made John Cena a good guy in this one. I liked his scene to the sun. Very fun. Um, he was so good. They just made him Peacemaker yeah. and it worked. Yeah, they made him Peacemaker. <laughs> he was so serious in Fast 9 and I didn't like it. And then Josh, he died though. Oh my gosh. <laughs> There's no way he's actually dead. There's no way he's dead. <laughs> he's going to be like, oh. Hey kid, I'm welcome back. Like, <laughs> no scratch whatsoever. Yeah, no. That was the goofiest. Explosion. Death is not a thing in these movies. It's and not. I am fine with it. How big of a pop? I have to ask you guys. How big of a pop did uh, Gal Gadot get in this? Uh, in this I mean, I had it spoiled. Zero. And my theater was empty, so zero. Oh wow! My, my theater had a huge pop. Like people. Are I like, saw oh, like the, Gal Gadot. Oh, you did? Okay, yeah. O opening weekend, she got a big. She got a bigger pop than Dwayne. <laughs> what does everyone um, knew about Dwayne? I think most of the people, yeah, most of the people knew. Not everybody's reading Twitter. Fucking variety. Or yeah, you're right. Whatever right. it was. 
Either way, yeah. it was a fun post-credit sequence. Um, I would admit, I do. I will admit, it will be funny if they actually did ki kill Cena, and we're not gonna see him and the Rock on screen. Oh, that'd be. Oh, that'd be oh, disappointing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, get all three wrestlers on the same screen. That'd be awesome. Yeah, but remind me, Gagado. Batista like, in there. Why not? Given the plot of this movie, we assume Gagado has been working with Cipher. I'm like, why? Like, she's a. Why not? Why she's not? A mass, she's a mass murderer. Like, wait, you're just working with the mask. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, hey, hey. They might pull a lady and she lost her memory again, too. Oh, exactly. she better, yeah, she better have. I'm like, wait. She, this is Cypher, God's eye. Like, she, she, <laughs> she's been obsessed with tech and murdering people left and right. But then Galgado is, like, supposed to be, like, a hero? I'm like, what? That's uh, such a weird, weird moment. <laughs> it's weird. It's a weird moment. But either way, um, you know, Cypher loves her submarines, I guess. Um, that was cool. We're doing, we got callbacks from all the movies, and I loved it. A lot <laughs> the of location cards and like the submarine coming back. Amazing. Mm -hmm. Oh, and the Rome sequence as a whole was very well done. Oh, really it was like, like so good. Like, yeah. I really loved Civil how it staged. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't go that far, but it was fun. Uh, it was good. Um, yeah, this movie fucked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's a great review. Put that, that. put that on the DVD, Bob. <laughs> I loved it so much. <laughs> yeah, anyway. I just I always have a blast with these movies. I always bring my friends to go watch these. It's super fun. I would never forget being watching F9, hearing five minutes of a Baby Yoda, Obi Wan Kenobi, Luke Skywalker joke. <laughs> it's so that good. Went on forever, but I was in tears laughing. It was so good. It, it was unforgettable. See, that's the thing about these movies that like they're not good, but they're just so fun. And Super they're fun. fun to laugh at. I'm like Yoda. It's like yeah, you're just a little pup with a string. It's Wait, like, oh, Fast Ten was the most I've laughed at a movie in so long. Yeah, it was good. It's so good. It was really good. Yeah. Wait, it, yeah. I think that this is like one of the first times they actually knew what they were doing. Ah, like, fully committed. Uh, <laughs> fully committed oh, to like being. Did they? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I mean, maybe how, not Vin Diesel, but everyone else. How do you market this next movie? Like, so we just got word <laughs> that they're doing a rock spinoff movie. That's not a connection to Hobbs and Shaw for Jason Statham and yourself with it. But like Vanessa Kirby, I need her back in these. Vanessa movies. Kirby was so good. Uh, so like, good. I was looking forward to seeing. Like they also teased in Hobbs and Shaw that like we could see you know Luke Evans show up as like the other brother. We can see like a mm -hmm. all the Shaw together. I like Hobbs and Shaw. I like it too. I hate it. Yeah, definitely better than Too Fast and Four. Definitely better than Too Fast. Four is the reboot, right? Um, yeah, Four is kind of boring. Um, so yeah, I think, but before we get the great CSI Vin Diesel scene, which is iconic, yeah. <laughs> where he's just looking at the road, he's like, he just becomes Batman. Yeah, he just becomes Batman. It's so amazing. Where he said to vote for Mark some James. reason, like in love with him. Yeah, it's weird. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah. So yeah, so like, I thought F eleven was going to come out in twenty twenty five, but if they're doing this whole rock spinoff thing, I'm like. So was I think it's because they, of the strike, honestly. Are they like, waiting even longer? Maybe. Yeah. Do they not write the script for F eleven yet? Is that still are they still in the process of writing? <laughs> they probably didn't even know they're making an F eleven before this. Well, uh, I think not F twelve, but definitely with this cliffhanger, they they knew they were cooking something. 
um yeah it, it's weird um but either way uh the rock has you know where does it lead you back to me like he's he's doing all these uh vin diesel promotion uh material now he's all united with vin diesel is it's it i also want to say like it's fucking weird that the most chemistry this man has in these movies is with helen mirren yeah they have some great scenes together yeah. <laughs> like yeah. there was so much sexual tension in that uh, that first scene honestly good for him good for him good for him um but yeah good movie five stars i i have to leave soon but i don't know if you want to talk about um ted lasso and mrs Maisel before i need to do it yeah Um, which one you want to do ted lasso let's do ted lasso first um yeah no spoilers (laughs) no spoilers season three as a whole very messy and all over the place but i think the finale did a good job of wrapping up things and yeah hit some good emotional notes and that's all i'll say yeah i think my feelings about ted lasso are kind of the same as uh barry in the sense that i think they needed maybe one extra season to really flesh out some fleshed out some of the plot line and like character dynamics but i mean other than that, there was a long run time for this season though <laughs> yeah and um evan do you, yeah, would like, you believe I think... if i told you this episode had longer episodes than succession at one point wow oh, yeah. hours i mean yeah that's why it took me so long to catch up because some of them were like up being like 53 episodes minutes. this season that were like hour and 10 minutes that's crazy yeah you don't need you don't you can't have an extra season with an it. hour and 10 minute episode. but it's weird because some of those longer episodes are some of my favorites of the season so it's weird like the the amsterdam episode was incredible yeah it's pretty good uh, what were you gonna say Edger? sorry yeah uh no well i was saying like like again like i feel like the same way like with barry like it almost feels like they crammed like two seasons into one for some reason one reason or another um it kind of makes like the character dynamics feel very rushed like kaylee one second is like dating this random girl that i don't think we've ever met before and then i don't know where you you know things happen and like it's it's just very messy it's like it feels like halfway through the season they found out that this would be the last one. Yeah, yeah. That make that would honestly that would make sense. They've been mm-hmm. pre- they've been saying since the jump though, like two years ago, they were like we're gonna end the season three. Did so, they though? Did they? Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure after the last season two, they said we might just do one more. Or at mm. least they 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 primed this for like more. Than, <laughs> they primed this think... for more than succession at least. <laughs> Yeah, I thought it was like different though because I I remember when they announced it was gonna be the last season. It was like I felt like it was this year, like early in January or February, and everybody was like, "Huh?" I feel like it was, but I don't know. Year? Could be wrong. Yeah, it could be wrong. No, it yeah, they wrong. announced or they never even announced it. We we didn't even know that it was after it just, the series finale. Yeah, it was just like very sudden. It wasn't like every like, or I won't spoil it, but there are ways this it can continue. But we didn't know sure Succession really was ending enough. until like a week before season one or season four started. No, it was like a month or two before. Yeah. It's like January, February. But also like Succession is like a much different show. Like you can actually, yeah. you, you could actually end it like, and they did but end it really well. We knew about Barry ending since season three. Yeah. I know that for yeah, sure. Yeah, that for sure. Yeah. Um, and let's talk about Barry a bit. Um, 
Yeah, I get I what you're saying, Edgar, but I think it works a lot better than Ted Lasso. I, I'm oh, on yeah, the other it's much better than Ted Lasso. I'm also yeah. on the other end where I think I've, I've seen people say the same thing, Edgar, where it's like it could have used an extra season, but given where the story ended, I don't know how you can create an additional eight episodes of material for Barry to, he, to work. Here's with. the thing for me, like, like. I don't, I don't dislike the ending, or I don't dislike anything of the plot lines that happen in season four. I like mm-hmm. everything, and I think Bill Hader's direction and writing like do a lot of heavy lifting. But exactly. like for me, like it's just very like that that time jump. Like I like the idea, but I think I would have liked to see Barry's like life like in prison a little bit longer, and like mm. you you begin the season with him in prison, and then the time jump happens and then he's like the super religious guy oh, yeah, spoilers and, for barry Honestly. yeah yeah, yeah. spoilers for barry and like he's a super religious guy and like it's just like i i can believe that this man would like turn to religion if he was put in prison or like if like like a, almost like a way for him to like redeem himself which that's what happens in in season four but like i would have liked to see that develop and happen within him not see, like i think not that's just, like, like I get that, but I think that's more of a traditional way of thinking of TV. And I like yeah. that Bill Hader pushed it outside the box and did all of it in one season. And like really committed to showing what's absolutely necessary and not that much excess. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I feel what you're saying, Edgar. But yeah, I also agree. I, th- I think that what we got with Barry's arc um was very fulfilling and even though it did the pacing was a little bit fast towards the end i, I think i agree with that i think barry's arc the essentials of it were just perfection um mm. and the main characters like hank and sally um and barry um and gene as well they all had like very interesting surprising arcs that just really worked for me and as a whole it's, I love Gene's direction. it's so sad Gene's Gene's arc is so, devastating. it's devastating but just because Barry as a whole, it's this brilliant. world, the world it's of brilliant. Barry is absurd. It's absurd in a real way. It's kind of hard mm-hmm. to explain, but... Kind of like Succession Hader, that we were talking the other day. Exactly, right? Like Succession and Barry, they exist in these close to real worlds where you can make some good commentary, but also at the same time, they're slightly absurd in ways that are just hard to nail yeah. unless you're like Bill Hader or Jer- Jesse Armstrong. Um, but like... Uh, this world ending it with just like Gene being classified as a villain and Barry who murdered a lot of people, not a great guy, ends up being a hero. It was just because he was wow. in the military. Because it's, he was in the military. <laughs> the commentary is so strong. It is, there. It's beautiful. And it's like it's one of those arcs where as an audience member, it's not forgotten that Barry is a bad person. But um yeah. Bill Hader fucking hates Barry. Exactly. <laughs> we know that. Yep. We, t- we totally do. Um, I, but it works. You know, yeah. Yeah, you know something that I just kind of realized with both Succession and Barry and their endings. I think it's kind of funny how they contrast each other in the sense that both of our quote-unquote protagonists in Canon and Barry, like they are like put in a position in the finale where they're trying to get what they want. And Ken yeah. doesn't get anything, and Barry gets everything that he wanted, but he's dead. Yeah, he's dead. Oh, yeah. that's a great point. That's, that's a great point. Yeah, I mean, this guy's the decision to end Barry's life with. Oh wow! I'm like, that is. It's so good. I I like the epilogue, 
But I would have absolutely loved if this ended the show there. Just oh wow, boom! Dun, that would have been, been crazy. <laughs> yeah, that have been that have been so like good. the most nuts ending of all time. With the One of the most ballsiest endings. Yeah, for sure. But also, I'm with you. Dude. I I did like the epilogue. It felt very it's, yeah. It's, it's, it's very fitting, and I was very I was laughing. I'm I'm so glad they didn't get a. Uh, Mark Wahlberg, even though I was I'm Jim like, Cummings <laughs> though as as Barry was so good. That was great, and then I was like, "Wait, did they get Daniel Day Lewis?" No, nah, they didn't get Daniel. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that that would have been, been hilarious. So good. That, that would have been, been insane if they actually got. If they got <laughs> Daniel Day Lewis, I'd be like, "This is the best finale of all time." Pardon <laughs> Um But regardless, yeah, I, I love what they did with uh, Barry's arc here again. A guy who started off at just like crippled by his like uh military past and that very complex um weird relationship that he had with um with fuchs um all the way since season one we know fuchs is not a good guy but i love what they did with fuchs this season by making him somebody who yeah. was like very much still a selfish character in the beginning but then you know he changes his mind in prison where he wants to protect barry well, all that does is get him in trouble and he gets beat to an inch of his life as he says in the finale and that changes him to become such a antagonistic and brutal force um against characters like hank and he wants to kill barry and you're just like oh my god but then at the very end the last hour when he hears about barry's kid like a switch goes off in his mind and it brings back to mind how fuchs was a part of him even though he's selfish and he wasn't the best role model for barry at all there was still a part of Fuchs that still enjoyed Barry and still cared for Barry. And when he sees the sun, that kind of switch goes off in his mind again that he does care for Barry. And the scene of him returning his son to Barry at the end, oh my God, I nearly cried. It was, it was, it was so emotional for me. I love the Fuchs and Barry relationship. For me, that dynamic will go down in history as one of my favorite dynamics in TV, just Barry and Fuchs. Great stuff. All the way going back. One or two of like when everything happens. Like that's so good. It's so 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 good. Um, that that scene between Fuchs and Hank, like their last Hank's last uh scene as as a sense. He goes out on such a Anthony Kerrigan, so fucking good, man. So fucking good. Um, I just I I love the the shame the comedy category is so stacked this year. To like Barry should be Barry. In a, in a season, dude, where Ted Lasso gets mixed, you would think like, oh, wow, this is Barry's time to shine. You would think. But, we'll but <laughs> you know, Abbott and the bear are so impenetrable. Yeah. Um, the bear had maybe because a... it's Maisel's last season. Maisel's last season as well. Exactly. So, but throughout his careers, I like that, you know, Maisel got an Emmy. I like that Barry got an Barry Emmy along the Emmy, way. Yeah. Ted Lasso got an Emmy along the way. Um, so I like that comedy from the last couple of years has just been – very very good we bad dominated um, that one year we bad dominated that one year as well yeah bill Hader got an emmy so i'm happy for him as well um but yeah i think bill Hader's direction this season has been his even though it might not be my favorite season to barry i think it featured some of his best probably his best in general direction yeah throughout the entire career just every episode you can pinpoint certain i'm so sequences. excited to see what he does next as a me too dude just, uh, looking back, uh, Josh, like that horror sequence with Sally in the house, that was oh my god, the intruder sequence. Oh my god, that was gnarly. I had to rewatch that because I'm like, I was a little bit confused by the whole like uh, psychology behind it. Um, and then, uh, what's it called? Um, 
I loved the uh, sequence with uh, Hank shooting the rocket launcher at Pete's house. <laughs> That's like Pete beside so... physical comedy, man. It's it like Looney Tunes. Looney Tunes. Shit. Yeah. yeah, it was so good. It's like, stop. Tell them to stop shooting. Well, you're firing it out my house, Hank. Like, what are you? Oh, man, it was so good. So and then, um, what else I'm thinking of? Uh, oh, yeah, the Barry, uh, you know, there's a shooter on top of the. Uh, during that whole prison sequence where there was like a shooter shooting all of them with Fred Armiston as well. That was fantastic. Saw things saying Barry Prince. <laughs> it ain't Barry. that deep. God, indeed. <laughs> he looks like a form of God. He's out uh, and carries Barry since to his death. Oh my God. I don't know about that. Huh? I mean, I don't know. I'm, Barry is a very deep show. I, I, I like that Bill Hader really bought into like the whole religious aspect uh towards the final episode just him scrolling through those podcasts to find justification <laughs> for his actions was so goofy but really disturbing as well well he finally found the the one he was like okay good bye <laughs> yeah okay good sure okay good. yeah um and also i mentioned this in our succession review but i like that something from season one in janice's death carried through fantastically throughout seasons two, season three, and especially in season four. Like, Janice's yeah, death was never forgotten by the writers, and it really impacted Barry's psychology and his arc. And same thing for Gene. Like, Gene, for worse, <laughs> uh, that moment really impacted him. Um, I just, I'm going to miss this show so much. It was a perfect yeah. blend of comedy and drama and horror. Oh, that uh, that sand sequence, guys, where uh, Homeboy is drowning in the sand. Insane. for Hank. I'm like... <laughs> yeah. Yo, like, I was give this man a horror movie, <laughs> yeah, please. Like, there's so many great directions, so much great writing. I'm really going to miss Barry. Is, um, is that the same episode that he kills Cristobal? I think so, right? Yeah, yeah. oh my uh, god, yeah, yeah. That oh, is, yeah, at the end of the episode, that argument between Hank and Cristobal, fuck. man, that shot great. of Hank, like, like holding Cristobal before he goes in back into the house. Oh, oh my god, the Indian shot of. Hank dying with his hand on the statue. Oh my god! And then the and then back to the episode where he dies, where you think Crystal is coming back, but it's just the other dude that kills him. Oh, the fake out! Oh, such a good yeah. fake out. It's so good. Oh my gosh! Yeah, again, I'm gonna miss this show so much. Uh, Barry, one of my favorite finales. Um, wasn't a perfect last season, but you know when season two, three, one, four, they're all like you know nine out of ten from banger, man, perfect. Yeah, um, um, I'm yeah. thinking we save Maisel for a separate video, Edgar. I want to do a whole like, series wrap up for that if you're done. If you want to, yeah, yeah, I, I haven't really watched the series in a while, but yeah, just to put in the few words, like Maisel is one of my favorite shows ever now, and that finale really like wrapped it up so beautifully. Yeah, I, I'm so happy, real quick, just real quick uh, about Maisel and its last season. Like how I was saying about like the some of the things that I would have wished to see in Barry, I think Maisel does really well. Maisel plays with the the last season of Maisel it's plays really well, with, really like, well with the structure and like timelines yeah. and like it's and so I, fascinating. I feel like yeah, and I feel like one of the reasons why they did that is because they really they that was the only way that you could tell both like stories both timelines at the same time and make it still yeah. feel like satisfying. really make it as satisfying as it does by the end. Yeah. And, and and once you get to the final scene of the show, like it's just like so satisfying to watch because you already <laughs> saw the conflict play out throughout 
all yeah. of the season all like what is it nine eight episodes i remember um but nine, yeah like yeah. again like that that structure is just brilliant yeah like nasal season i know a lot of people didn't like it but like i fucking love this season and i am gonna miss this show so much it's it was such a unique piece of television and I recommend if you haven't watched it, please go watch it. it is how many? Ep- how incredible. how long are these episodes? These hours, thirty five. Five seasons, hour long episodes. Hour long episodes. Okay. Evan, keep saying. I'll, I'll watch it eventually. I know. I know. Yeah. yeah I you still need to watch Daisy too. Jones. That's I do, it. but yeah. maybe maybe not as important as Maisel. <laughs> it is quicker though. It is quicker. That's true. That's true. And um, Emmys. And Emmys. Yeah, I got to catch up on my That's limited true. series. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Overall, uh, Josh, did you want to have a quick, um, you know, recap for us? If you're gonna, oh, succession. Oh, um, Edgar, do you need to leave? For... Yeah, yeah, I need to leave. I was just gonna say uh, one last okay. thing. I reward. I watched the Boogeyman on Wednesday. Oh Great yeah, movie, yeah, fantastic. I'll probably write a review for the Cinema Spot sometime this weekend. Um, it's already written. It just needs to be edited. And uh, yeah, you can find me on all social media at E-D-G-U-R-T-E-G. And also, I watched the first Transformers movie, five out of five movie. I won't elaborate. <laughs> How dare you? Bye bye. What an exit. Peace out, man. Have a good day. Um, wow. Yeah. To pitch up on Edgar's bit. I also saw the Man last night. Um, well, you want and you did double feature? I did. Yeah. You're a brave it's, soul. It's a. Uh, it's really solid. Um, the creature design is terrifying. She's great. The pro- pro- performances are really good. Chris Messina. Um, oh, he's in dad. this? Yeah. Oh. Uh, Vivian Lila Blair from Kenobi is also Leia. great in this. Okay. Leia, yeah. um, this is really solid uh, creature horror film. Um, the, the character design is uh, fantastic really creepy and very neat um the some of the set pieces are really fantastic uh the camera work and uh color color composition or whatever the lighting um very good uh yeah very solid movie that's awesome does the pg-13 hurt it at all or is it still good pg-13 not really no it you can't really tell okay Awesome. Yeah, I can't um, wait to see it. I like the This is the from Rob Savage, who also directed one of my favorite like small budget recent horror films, Host, which is like a, a Skype or a Zoom. Oh, I've um, always wanted to watch that. An image. It was it's so on good. Hulu and, still, I think. Yeah. yeah. And he followed up really good with this. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, I've always wanted to watch Host. And yeah, Boogeyman has always looked very, very good to me. I like I like Sophie Thatcher a lot. Um, it's very like James Wan esque uh, camera work in this, which I love. Ooh, really, yeah. uh, really selling me on this. Not movie. to the extremes and like, as crazy, but th- there's some good shit in there, like the tracking and everything like that. Okay, that's really cool. Yeah, I can't wait to see it. Yeah, again, I'm gonna try and see Spider Verse as much as I can, but then I'll I'll have some time for uh, Boogeyman. I'm also catching the. Have you heard like uh, Sanctuary? I'm seeing that next week as well. Oof, I'm so excited. I need um, to see that, yeah. So I'm catching some And you heard my feelings also on the list. I know, I think that's like leaving my theaters. Like I tried to look at that. It's like one showing per theater now, which is no, depressing. Yeah. Um, yeah, what else? Oh, but we have passed live soon though. We have passed live soon. Oh yeah, yeah I cannot wait to see oh, past lives. That looks like... June is going to be such a month. I saw like half of the first trailer. I'm like, oh, I'm good. 
Quest. Just past lives in Asteroid City alone, like in Indiana Jones. I'm so excited. I still I haven't seen a single. Uh, I have seen Wes Anderson movies. I, I saw the Dog movie. What was it called? That's the only one you've seen. I think probably the only one I've seen. You need um, to see at least Rand Budapest Hotel. I know. I'm a huge Tony Revolori fan, and I, I need to see it. Yeah, and um, Prince Dispatch are both fantastic. Fantastic. Uh, yeah, I'll definitely watch. Uh, probably watch Grand Budapest before that because I've heard mixing about Asteroid City, but it doesn't look like my kind of movie. But I'll give it a shot. Um, yeah. I saw a couple other things real quick. Um, I'll talk about the blackening next time. I think I already did actually, but the blackening comes out in June. That <laughs> advanced. You screening. saw this? Yeah, I got an advanced screening. It came like a month before the movie came out. Um, mm. It's very fun. A very fun black comedy. It has some good horror vibes. It's pretty. Did you see that weird? Tra- not to interrupt you, but just one second. Did you see that weird trailer they put out? I'm, I'm not sure what movie. I hate they it. Had the audience reactions with the trailer. I it's so weird. That trailer. I'm like, they're so fake too. My mom, my mom, that was in front of a little mermaid or something, and I'm like, this, this, looks, yeah. this looks fake. Like it's, it looks so disingenuous. Just show the comedy. I'm, I'm telling you, this movie is very, very, very funny, but I don't need to be justified in how funny it could be with an audience reaction in my trailer. It's so stupid. I couldn't agree with you more, Josh. I, yeah, I it's hate a bad trailer. Bad trailer. Um, but otherwise, yeah, I think Blackening is very fun. Fun cast, fun chemistry, um, predictable plot, but again, very funny. It's super fun. Uh, I can't imagine a lot of people hating this movie. It's just simple, fun, black comedy. Um but I also saw uh, The Mother on Netflix with Jennifer Lopez. Um, <laughs> you saw that? I saw this. <laughs> what are home. you, Edgar? <laughs> I went home uh, last weekend. My mom was like, what should we watch? I'm like, you know, Jennifer Lopez, we'll, we'll, we'll check it out. There's nothing else on Netflix. And man, it is it is bad. It is bad, Bob. Uh, the action is headache-inducing with the amount of edits that they do and cuts. It felt like I was watching Taken 3 again. Um, it was not good. Um and then the relationship between, you know, the mother, Jennifer Lopez, and the daughter was very weird and cliche and just not written super well. The daughter, you know, I like my, my dad hates kids in movies, especially dumb kids. This one is this is one of those like dumb kids who just doesn't learn and just like not great, Bob. Um, and then the villains very one note. Yeah, this is not good. Bob. It, it's not good. Uh, Jennifer's trying her best. <laughs> not even I saw shitty I'm I'm beating Edgar in terms of shitty Netflix movies right now. But I did see I did a double feature mother. I followed it up later that night with uh Tetris. I finally caught Tetris oh, on Apple yeah. TV. Solid, I, right? liked, I liked it a lot. And this was really yeah. fun. Great energy, great creative like imagery with the whole Surprisingly movie. like interesting too. Very enthralled. I had no idea. Like it's based on a true story. I assume some of it is over exaggerated, but over as a whole, I really like the story. Taron Edgerton just continues to kill it. I, he has like great. never delivered a bad performance. Single-handedly <laughs> ended the USSR. Exactly. Yeah. Gorbachev, who? It was all Taron Edgerton. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I like that Gorbachev had an influence in this movie as well. Um, but yeah, <laughs> that's crazy. Like it gets a little bit goofy towards the end, but other, otherwise, like I think the whole family dynamic was pretty strong. I think the whole again the discovery with Tetris and the back and forth and the globe trotting aspect, and just the whole business, it could have gotten very complicated with the business, but they made it very palatable, very fun, very like you know energized with the storytelling. I, I bought it. I was I was hooked the entire time. Like Tetris is a very fun movie. 
Um, I really hope people watch it on Apple TV. Um, what else did I see? You know me. I'm a huge Jared Butler fan. I saw Kandahar that probably nobody has heard of. Butler. Gerard Butler. Um, What's his name? It's called Kandahar. <laughs> um, it came out in theaters same day as Little Mermaid. It got buried. It's not great. Um, so it is similar, very similar to Covenant. Um, like he's a guy. Oh, the Guy Ritchie one. Yeah. So this guy, similar to Covenant, like he's in Afghanistan. He works with an interpreter, and they have to get from point A to point B. I'm like, this is Covenant. What are you? This is Covenant. But it's not as good as Covenant. I think the action's pretty mm. sloppy. The nighttime scenes are very hard to see. It is very weird. Like it is the epitome of everything that people are talking about with like bad, badly shot and nighttime sequences. Um, I think the cat and mouse aspect is pretty solid and thrilling, but otherwise the action's not great and the characters are very dull. Um, Plane is far, 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 far superior than uh, this in terms of uh, Gerard Butler's career this year. Um, but you know, I'm a huge fan of Gerard Butler. I just saw Geostorm the other day too for first time. <laughs> Um, oh, for the first time. Okay, good. I'm like, you're not rewatching this movie. No, no, not rewatching it. No, it was on TV. I'm like, I never watched this. Let me watch it. And it's not good, but you know, Ed Harris is in it. He's fun. Um, so yeah, Tetris, Mother, Kandahar. That's about it for me. I rewatched Annihilation with uh, my brother early this month. No. And, uh, I love Annihilation. <clears throat> Very fantastic yeah. sci-fi horror movie. Otherwise, that's about it. Did you want to end on non-spoilers? I actually have a few things. Um, oh, sure, sure. Bring up. I okay. finally watched Air this month. Oh, cool. What'd you think? Really, really solid sports drama. Yeah. Um, a bit ham and cheesy uh, at some points, but uh, the performances are all really good. Ben Affleck's great. Matt Damon, obviously. Chris Messina, fantastic. Messina again. Yeah. The, the whole phone call, him yelling at Matt Damon. Yeah. <laughs> Loved it. Uh, I think Viola the, the big speech is very cheesy <laughs> from oh, my name. It, but it, it, it works, cheesy. though. It works. It's yeah. so good. Yeah. Viola Davis has a great monologue. Um, it's really solid and very much a best picture contender. I see it. After seeing it, yeah, I'm about to ask. After seeing it, do you still think it has, do you think it could, could it stretch all the way to, you know, not a win? I could see not it. A win, but... for sure. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. I, I watched it. I wouldn't be surprised. But I'll be like, oh, after if Indiana Jones isn't gonna be as big as people think, I did see it being the dad movie of the year, <laughs> yeah. which is like it could be the sweetest way in there, like Elvis or Top Gun. Yeah, Ford v Ferrari was in that list as well. Yeah, yeah dad movies can get a good nom. Um, I already talked about Evil Dead. I, uh, oh, <laughs> I watched The Sun from oh exactly oh wow I was like, it came to netflix i i'm still interested in this movie despite everyone saying awful things about it and what you think? it's rough Man. it's rough um who, who's the worst part of this who who's uh who's the, the kid in the draft it maybe oh, not his fault but the, his direction is horrible <laughs> the oh, things no. he did to do in this movie awful shit and his line oh. reading oh my god um not often am I yelling at scenes and asking what exactly is the direction that's going on here. Like, it's such a departure from The Father, which was such a tightly directed movie. And the direction is all over the place here. Like, what was going on? I don't get it. 
is so bad. Um, Hugh Jackman, he's all right. Mm-hmm. I don't think he should have been nominated, which is why I'm glad that fell out. Did he get um, any good uh, screaming in this movie? There's some good screaming, but it's like very melodramatic. Mm. Yeah. Um, Vanessa Kirby, innocent. She's great as always. <laughs> innocent. Um, and it's wild that Anthony Hopkins has only like a minute of screen time, but he steals the whole thing. That's amazing. He's so good in this. He's Is so he the good. same character as the father? No. Okay. I mean, I don't know if it's supposed to be, but it's very, it could be if they want it to be, but. Okay. That's cool. But yeah, it's a, it's a huge fumble for Zeller. That's crazy. Going after the father, which is like a near perfect movie to the son. Yeah. It's crazy. I uh, rewatched Fresh from last year. Oh, fun. Um, It's the more I watch it, the less it like holds up because of the shot value. But mm. it's still like I still rewatch it a lot because it's so fun, and the style uh, is so much there. Like the music and the cinematography is great. Who's the other main actress there? Daisy something. Daisy Edgar Jones and Sebastian Daisy Edgar Stan. Jones. Oh, yeah. Both fantastic. In this movie. Loved her in the movie. Yeah, Sebastian Stan's great. One of my favorite roles from him personally. Just the, the way he gets like very creepy and just very unsettling. Um, and then great dance sequence as well <laughs> in there. As oh. two of the best dance sequences I've seen in cinema. Really. Yeah, very fun. Yeah, the third act kind of loses me a little bit in that movie. Yeah, it, um, it's very much like uh, Get Out Light, or it tries to be Get Out so hard, but it's not. Yeah, it does a little bit too much. I'm like, just I wanted it to be at a certain level, and it just tried mm-hmm. to do it too much towards the end. But uh, yeah, I did like Fresh a lot. Um, do you know Clementine uh, Quimmy on Twitter? She does a lot of uh, film edits. Oh, no. And, uh, no. Um, she's done a few short films lately, and she had a new one come out called Growblunt. Uh, Blunt. It's very much like... It's very good. It's uh, about two women who, like, want to uh, get... Like, who go into selling drugs to get top surgery. Mm. Um, it's it's fantastic. The humor is great, and it's very much like under Edgar Wright vibes, too. Oh, I like that. Uh, it's That's on YouTube. Cool. That's great. Um, yeah, send me the link. I'll check it out. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, what else did I watch? Uh, one more thing. Um, I'd be getting, I'd be getting to be a lot more into musical theater. Uh, like just watching stuff. So I watched um Company, like the production of Company, Stephen Sondheim. Uh, oh wow! Play. Yeah, it's so good. <laughs> if you like musical theater, it's great. Have I read Company and, um, before. I don't know if I have. then there was the documentary um official original cast album uh, company which goes over uh the uh, the making of the like the the cast album for it um it's fascinating it's it's company the one where things being alive is that company yeah yeah okay yeah good shit that's pretty much all i have though that's awesome besides uh spider-verse Spider-verse. Let's talk about Spider-Verse. So wow. Oh wait, I, I forgot. Succession. Yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah, Edgar <laughs> and I did our succession reviews. So we talked a lot about it. But Josh, what are your thoughts on spoilers? Spoilers for uh the succession finale. <sighs> what more is there to say? It's peak. <laughs> it's just it's one of the best shows of all time. And this finale was pitch perfect in my mind. It was so gripping. It like, was. I couldn't take my eyes off it. Nothing happened the way I thought it would, but it's still equally as satisfying as 
you yeah. want it to be. Like Jesse Armstrong is a genius, and all of the ways these characters' arts come together and end are so beautiful and heartbreaking and tragic, and the performances are insane from everyone across the board, and it's just it's perfection. I, I couldn't agree more, dude. Like I think the way Kendall, Roman, Connor, Shiv, their arcs wrapped up in this final season and in, in that finale was just perfect for me in the most heartbreaking tragic but just so fitting way um like i i can't get it out of my mind that then last argument between kendall roman and shiv in the conference room is it is forever it is heartbreaking it's heartbreaking it's seared into my brain and, and I'm watching shocking this, like, too like the way oh the directions goes like this through the whole episode right it's so many twists and but it's so also like twists. so believable it's so believable for this right? universe or for this world and then Tom, it, it, it's crazy how the finale had so many like perfect scenes within it. Like meal fit for a king um, was just such oh. a heartwarming. Like they make you so happy, like seeing these uh, yeah. siblings get along this well, and then just fucking rip that out. Yeah, we should probably we should drown them, right? Yeah, like we can cover that up. Right? Like there's so <laughs> great sibling banter. Follow that up with uh, Roman and Kendall's like disturbing hug in the conference room was. Oh my god, that was Oh my god, where he rips his stitches open, like Yeah, that dude. Is brutal. That was brutal. Such a deep character moment. That's like, why, the like, the poison dripping down from Logan on the Kendall. Big time. Use. Yeah. Um speaking of Logan, that oh that beautiful, beautiful scene. Oh the dinner sequence. Oh the my dinner god. Sequence, the videotape where they're all just like this is Logan's final scene. Now, Logan, who has been an antagonist throughout this entire yeah. series. His final scene in the series is via a videotape where he's just singing about presidents. And it's so effective. It is so effective. Just seeing the eyes of Kendall, Roman's tearing up, Shiv patting Roman's back. It's just everybody's so captivated by this, about their father who has left them. Um, it's, it's so perfect. Oh, my God. Um, and then, yeah, and then Kendall's final walk with a beautiful Nicholas Patel score. God, oh my God. damn. Nicholas Patel... <laughs> Dude, Jesus. he's so talented. He's so talented. He's so good. Um, it, it's just like I'm like, how can Jesse top himself? How can how can Nicholas top himself? Like, these are Jeremy Strong. Like, Jeremy Strong. These are performances that we'll just never forget. Never forget. These are mm-hmm. upper echelon TV iconic performances. Shea, Roman, Kevin O'Connor, like Logan. Like these are characters names that you will forever remember after this season it was it was this because show. it's because it's us too how do you think the emmys race will shake out succession wise oh you're doing this to me huh <laughs> um drama is a locked bag it's, it's locked and done season. oh lot um but for you thrown away it's that locked yeah that locked yeah just throw it away throw it away um actor um, i'm <sighs> hoping it's kieran I'm hoping it's Jeremy now. <laughs> I go back. Really? I go back. I think forward. like Jeremy's already won, right? Hasn't he? He sure has for season two. And it's it would be deserved because he's fantastic. But like I think Kieran did so much more this season and really stepped up. He and really brought did. his fucking all, man. I I agree one thousand a million percent. Like I would be the happiest person on earth if Kieran won. But I would also love it if Jeremy won. Um, it's between those two, man. I'm just. Isn't Brian Cotson yeah. lead too? He right? he's in there. Um, for some reason, 
I put him third, though. I would put him third in terms of I put, like, if I had to rank it, I could see... I'll say Jeremy Kieran. Then I could see Pedro being number three. Pedro was phenomenal the in the last episode. Yeah. We'll Great point. Great point. If he went, people would be like, oh, that'd be the biggest surprise ever. But it would be it would be it would be uh acceptable because I loved him. Oof. Oof. I watched season one episode two of Succession where Kendall is trying to convince Shiv to vote for him, and he says, well, Why are you against me? And Shiv goes, Because you lack killer instinct. From Edgar. Man, yeah. from Edgar Ortega, yeah. Great contrast with the finale. Yeah. Dude, you're so right. Oh my gosh. That's that's so that's show, so cool. And I love the whole final season where he's like talking to Roman, like, I'm a killer. Like this job mm-hmm. isn't for you, Roman. Like, I'm a killer. It's okay. It, it, and then when he tells him he gets killed. It could have been you. But then yeah, he, then he's the one who gets killed by Shiv. It's Holy by shit. Shiv. Holy shit. Yeah, when he's screaming, like, I I have nothing. I am the eldest boy. Whoa, <laughs> I am God. the eldest boy. <laughs> he went to the conference room like, what? <laughs> Dude, yeah, I'm just, um, I'm in love with Kendall. But yeah. Matt um, Demi's Sarah Snook. Long Sarah fucking Snook. lock. Locked. Throw it away. Throw the key. It's Sarah Snook. Um, yeah. I think the only, yeah, there's no, there's no contention there. Sarah Snook, Matthew McFadden, locked, right? Yeah, locked, locked. Um... I think the actor is the only one that's like a very interesting. Actor, yeah, actor is the most interesting for sure. Actress, I think for directing, they'll probably do Connor's wedding, right? Directing Connor's wedding, yeah, that'd probably be it for sure. Yeah. Um, um, who's supporting actress? I don't think it gets it. I don't think it gets it either. I, I think there's a strong contender. I don't know who is the uh, contender. I have to look. Um, at you did say Jerry. You did say uh, even even outside of success. Carolina, what, um, what are the noms looking like for Emmy supporting actress? This oh, season? supporting actress drama twenty twenty three. Um, oh oh, duh, Jennifer Coolidge, Melanie Linsky, or is that S? Oh, Melanie Linsky, obviously, lead. she's but, she's one of Jennifer, for sure. Jennifer Coolidge from White Lotus season two, Sicily. I mean, Melanie um, wins to for Last of Us, but I think that's more more of a guest role, right? Yeah, I think Last of Us is going to sweep the uh, guest actor and guest actress categories. Um, mm-hmm. I can see Bill Murray or uh, what's his name? Bill uh, Murray or Murray Bartlett? I mean, or Bartlett? Wow, <laughs> uh, Murray Bartlett <laughs> or who plays Ron Swanson? What's his name? Um, uh. Yeah. Nick Offerman. Episode three from Nick Offerman. There Nick Offerman. I think those two are definitely going to be winning guest actor. And guest actress can definitely be Melanie Linsky for guest actress. Um, she can get that one nominated. She gets nominated for Last of Us and for uh, Yellow Jacks. Yeah. That'd be fun. Um, but yeah, HBO, man, it's going to be running away with guests, supporting, lead. That's, that's going to be crazy. HBO. These are HBO awards uh, this year. <laughs> It really Maybe is. not in it comedy, really but drama, so. for sure. Yeah, for drama. Yes, yes, yes. Um, but yeah. Um, yeah, that's all I had for Emmys. Yeah. Um, we, we should do an session episode. Incredible episode. Yeah. yeah, we need to do a new incredible uh, award season episode for sure. Just not... Yeah. <laughs> there's so little time... <laughs> There's so little time, so many shows, you're right. It's ridiculous. 
Um, should we end on Spider Verse real quick? Let's do it. Spider, no, no spoilers because it literally just came out last night. No spoilers. I mean, yeah. Um, yeah. Just as a whole, it's fucking stunning. <laughs> it's magical, magical. I had a smile on my face the entire time. It's hard to put into words how much I just love this movie. Because part of me is like, I just got out of the theater. Should I be feeling this way? But instantly, like as I'm watching this, I'm like, this is some groundbreaking animation beautiful storytelling i do have yes. a few natives yeah. but maybe i just need rewatch yeah. um i think it's a bit overstuffed in the third act especially oh interesting it introduces so much stuff and like i don't know if i like it or don't but like the first two ads are really slow and very much inter- like reintroduce these characters which i love but then they in this like in the second act the third act they like throw so much at you with uh going to nueva york and multiverses and stuff like that and the, the whole like of setting up the second movie and they just do so much and i don't know i need i really need to rewatch because knowing okay. what happens i think it will sit a lot better with me but yeah. as of now like it is the pacing felt a bit off and the felt a bit overstuffed at towards the end but besides that it's it is fucking cinematic magic like it's the animation is some of the best we've ever seen and the music's incredible it is so good oh my god the score is incredible the soundtrack is incredible both i think are just masterful score and soundtrack are great and i just i love the character relationships even more so than uh, <clears throat> than in the first one i think miles and gwen have such a powerful relationship with this movie that's just so captivating Gwen's whole storyline, her whole the animation with her world was very interesting. Oh my god, the, the, the different through. universes and the way the animation reflects that. Like, oh, it was so good. Show. And I think, like, the first one's all about how, you know, anyone can wear the mask. Those are like the final words about Into the Spider-Verse. This one's like, now that you have the mask, how can you be a hero? What break the mold. Be? Yeah. It's also break the mold, the- like... Break it's the mold, such an interesting. Break I want to spoil it, but like it's just such interesting commentary on even like what what we're at with filmmaking today. Like it's. I agree. Yeah, because it, it, it's much more, and it's a quintessential Spider-Man movie for sure. But outside of that, it goes into just being good people and being heroes in general. Mm-hmm. As Miles and Gwen and other characters are growing up and going through this. Uh, complex stages of their own life on top of that they have to handle with how do you effectively be a hero Um, and I think that's nailed so well through Gwen, through Miles, through Peter, through all these other supporting characters. I love Miguel O'Hara I love Jessica Drew, Spider-Punk like all these characters aren't just there to be like hey we're cool but they add a lot of depth to this I don't know who plays uh, Spider-Man India but like he's fantastic oh he's so good Yeah, yeah I liked him a lot too uh, his world was very fun to watch as well. Um, yeah, I just, I, I love the themes. I love the storytelling here. Um, it does end on a cliffhanger, but I feel like as a whole, it still is such a complete movie. I, I'm, I'm not like a huge Lord of the Rings fan, but my favorite Lord of the Rings is Two Towers. And Two Towers end on like that. You it's know, fine too, yeah. When I, when I, oh, really cool. When I, and when I finished watching Two Towers, my dad taught me, like, you got to go in and watch Return of the King. Um, so it's, it's like one of those moves where two towers end on a cliffhanger. You immediately want to watch well, I think, like, because this one for me, of so much they introduce in this, it feels very much like part one. 
and I don't think it's as complete as some other sequels. Oh yeah, I disagree. I think if thematically I I, for me, I need to watch. Yeah, thematically for me, it feels complete. Obviously, it's not. Thematically, it's um, there. Yeah, but thematically, me for, for me at least, it feels complete. Miles' journey, it feels complete. And I think it can go into so many interesting directions now with uh, with Beyond the Spider Verse. Um, I'm just like, oh my and gosh! Um, yeah, there's also not like as good as a cliffhanger as Fast Ten, but <laughs> not just not as executed as well. Exactly. I will say that. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. but there's also themes of like breaking the algorithm, which is like really interesting and not mm-hmm. what I thought would see in this movie, but it's done so well. Same here, dude. I was very surprised by like what they tackled here with uh, certain characters and certain journeys. Um, also, this is big on parents, and I adored uh, everything the, with all parents are so good. Yeah. All the parent dynamics, like with uh, Rio and Captain Morales, and then um, Captain Stacy and Gwen's relationship. Like, oh my god, is so good. Like, and then you know, Peter B. Parker is a father now, so he has some stuff to handle with his kids mm-hmm. as well. And just his relationship with Miles has grown and evolved as well since the first one. It's just. Oh my god, I, I'm I was brimming, smiling, yeah, watching all these so developments. Um, man, yeah, I just had a blast watching this movie. I, I absolutely loved it. I can't wait to rewatch it so I can pick up on the Easter eggs and just the new character moments and animation bits that I might have missed. Uh, yeah, this movie left you me tell back. this like so much care and effort was put into this movie. Like it's it's so like there's just. I don't know, it's, just, it's so good. <laughs> yeah, all hail to the directors as well. People don't realize how good direction can be in animation, but the direction mm-hmm. in this... Kim, uh, Kim Powers from uh, Seoul and one in Miami. Miami was uh, the co-directors on this. Yeah, Kim Powers, Joaquin De Santos, who worked a lot on Outerless Airbender, and I'm forgetting the third one, but um, he was also very good. And all three of them are working on Beyond the Spider-Verse as well, so it's going to have that, like directional continuity yeah, movies are gonna go so hard <laughs> um yeah I, mean, I know right like i'm just it's gonna be impossible not to watch beyond without or watch across without watching beyond next year so justin uh tay thompson was the third thank one. you yes justin yeah. t thompson um, who was also, also like, uh, worked on cloudy the chance of meatballs exactly he had some great credits as well um so yeah direction editing score uh, soundtrack i just i had a blast and miles again miles as a character Great. Just the character dynamics and like revelations and what they go through in this movie are so fascinating and so enthralling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so emotional too. Like there, there's some good shit in that. Deeply emotional. I was yeah. shedding a tear at one point. Um, it was really good. I uh... as much as I say like about pacing, like the like what we did thematically wise in that third act is so strong. The third act is so good, dude. I'm, I'm just like, I don't want it to end. I know it has to end here. I don't want it to end. I know it has to end here. Like, yeah, I, was so I will say this is very much like Return of Cain with like 10 different endings. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there's there's like, so much. And then, there's so many yeah, places then, where I'm like, oh, it yeah. can end here. But then it kept on going. But then it kept on going. But I was yeah. I was ready for like an extra two hours, especially with that last shot. I'm like, okay, I'm ready. Give me the next two hours. I live in finally it's like combining two movies into one. Right. <laughs> <laughs> In theaters, four hours of Spider Verse. Like, okay, yeah. cool. Yep. <laughs> Sign me up. Sign me up. I agree. But yeah, if people were watching this, they're like, "Oh, we haven't checked out across the Spider Verse." Then do it immediately. Go see it. Go see it. Make a lot of money. Yeah. yeah. It's great. It's great. 
Um, yeah, I just, I, this is something new, but I don't want to like preview June. Like, what, what's your sure. most anticipated movie uh, and or a show? June across the Spider Verse. No, um, <laughs> besides, the uh, shot, I cannot wait to watch The Idol on HBO. Um, <laughs> uh, no, I'm not watching it. I know Edgar's. I might it. hate watch it. We'll see. Oh no, you're gonna give it like millions of views. <laughs> it's only one view. One view. If okay. everybody says it, it's gonna grow to me. Um, but anyways, um, you know, June 22nd. You're like, where's Evan on June 22nd? Where am I gonna be at? I'm gonna be on Hulu watching The Bear season two. Yes, The um, Bear. And I cannot wait. I watched it. Dropping all at once, which I don't love. Not great. Um, because I love experiencing like when when that penultimate episode dropped last season. Oh my god, the, that was uh, so good. <laughs> the eight, one shot that was trending all week, and people could yeah. like. That's where I think a Funny lot of is I watched The Bear like a month after it aired, so I guess it's not really. Yeah, that's fair. I, mean, yeah, I, I, I didn't watch it fully live. I, I was like halfway through season one when I started watching it. But um, yeah, The Bear is like my most anticipated TV show. Um, Movie-wise, Past Lives, I think, is it. Yeah. Past Lives. Um, I'm still excited for Indiana Jones because I'm a huge James Mangold fan. Yeah, I think it's still to be good. I did that clip as much as people shit on it. It felt very much indie. I haven't watched it yet because I hate clips. But the, the trailers yeah. for me really get me. I really love the trailers. I, I love James Mangold's direction. It has Phoebe or Bridge. Right? How can you go wrong? <laughs> exactly. Um, and also, Elemental looks. I'm growing. I am on so Elemental. excited for Elemental. I'm, so I'm growing excited. on it. When I first watched the trailer, I'm like, this looks cliche. But See, the things from- about Pixar trailers aren't really the best. Um, yes, I saw right. a lot of footage at D23 last year and it, it did it for me. Like, this is a, like, a, very much a rom com from Pixar, and I meant to be excited. That makes me very excited because, you know, me and yeah. you are we're big rom com fans. So um, mm-hmm. I can't wait to dive into Elemental and, uh, yeah, Elemental Past Lives. I think Asteroid City is mine, though, because I'm a huge Wes Anderson fan and like, he's just on such a fucking roll for me. Like, all of his past movies I've loved, and I'm, just, I'm so excited for this movie. That's great. Yeah, it looks good. Great cast as always. Um, yeah, I can't wait to Do see we have it. any other shows besides Idol and The Bear coming out? <sighs> Only Murders is now in August, right? Did I get, yeah, like, yeah. It's in August. Um, yeah, I can't think of any. No. That's unfortunate. Um, yeah. I can't think of... Even anime-wise, um, most of the good stuff comes out in July. So for June, yeah. I'm not sure. Yeah. I'll be forgetting some stuff, but it's it's a good catch up month for me. Um, catch for up sure, yeah. shows I missed and movies I missed. Watch Basil for sure. That's on the list. You gotta, you gotta. Um, but yeah, I think we should wrap it up there. Uh, Evan, where do people find you? Find me on Twitter at Harris Harris EV Nine. Recently, Nathan and I have been doing Indiana Jones commentaries leading up to Dial of Destiny. So we watched Raiders of the Lost Ark on Tuesday. And we watched Temple of Doom on Wednesday. Um, love, and I know I'm in the minority. Temple of Doom is my personal favorite of the four really? movies. Really, really love wow. me some Temple of Doom. I um, it, I like it more than most people too. Yep, great. I love Temple of um, Doom. So yeah, it's I'd still say it's my third, but uh, it's great. It's fair. The trilogy is just immaculate. It's just so good. Yeah. I still um, haven't seen Crystal Stole yet. <laughs> oh wow. Yeah, I'm gonna rewatch all of them before Indie Five, and finally watch that one. I still remember I was 12 when I saw Crystal School. That was 2008 or seven, one of those. Um, I think it was 2007 actually. It could have been 11. 
But um, I remember being so confused when I watched Temple of Doom or uh, Crystal Skull when I was a kid. Um, I never really liked it, but um, it's not one of my favorite movies. But you know, I can't wait to revisit it um, with a twenty-seven-year-old Evan Eyes. <laughs> See how I enjoy it there. But yeah, um, doing commentaries. Um, you know, Nathan and I are going to do a big spoiler review on Across the Spider-Verse sometime next week. Of course. After we see it like three or four times. Um, and yeah, fun things ahead. Just follow me at Harris Harris EV9. Always talking about anime, TV, and movies. And you'd follow uh, our other co-host, Edgar Ortega, at... Um, give me one second. <laughs> Let me find his ad. E-D-O-R-T-G? E-D-G-O-R-T. So, Ed or... Or Ted, yeah, as for Ted, um, on Twitter, and also on the Loud and Twitter Reviews and Simmons Spot, go f- give him some, go follow him. Uh, you can follow me at Josh D Woodbury on Twitter for random thoughts and stuff. Um, and follow this podcast at WHFG on Instagram and Twitter for uh, announcements and updates on when we're going live. Um, what's next? I'm not sure. We'll figure it out. <laughs> we're all busy people. At least I am. We're all busy people. Um, as we always say, though, like we have top tens cooking, um, we have uh, you know top tens in the, in the works, uh, Emmy commentaries, stuff in the works, uh, commentaries yeah. for sure. I still want to watch. Me and trying to do a Maisel recap whole episode about that. I'm sorry. I still want to watch like a Pixar movie with you guys in the lead up to Elemental. Yes, yes, fun. yes. Need to yeah. figure that out. So yeah. Um. With that being said. Uh, give me one second. <laughs> Pull up the video. Give me one second. Give me one second. Stall while, you, while you do that, guys, don't forget to like, subscribe, ring the freaking yeah, bell. Up all that ring the YouTube bell shit. Us, all that YouTube shit. It really helps us out. Um, yeah, I always love doing with that. Goodbye, and uh, Heartbreak feels good here. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Let's all go to the lobby to get